Hey, psst. You want to know a little bit more about your coworkers? You want to gain insights into your friends because of the way their living room is laid out? Do you want to be more aware of the clues that the people in your life are leaving all around them? Well then, this is your invitation to Snoop. Welcome to the Nordonia Hills Branch Library podcast on nonfiction, a discussion of nonfiction specifically and reading generally. This month's podcast, Snoop by Sam Gosling. Sam Gosling, our author this month, is a professor of psychology. He has written a book which details his practices of what he calls snooping. Snooping, as his definition goes, is not synonymous with spying. Rather, snooping is, as he calls it, an art rooted in science, which enables the snooper to find out more about people's personalities, temperaments, and behaviors based on the various areas of their lives in which they operate. Now, this could be the way their bedroom or their living room is decorated, their choices in music and reading, the way people sign off their emails, or even something as simple as the email address itself, their Facebook pages, obviously, and also the way their workplace looks, their office, their cubicle, their desk, the general decoration, what they have taped to their door. Dr. Gosling has written a book that is both a description of the research that he has developed into the art of snooping over the years, but also a basic user guide in terms of developing your art of snooping to put to use in your life. Now, the book is based on how Dr. Gosling measures or defines a person's personality. There are a number of different personality measurement scales out there, and the one that he uses is the ocean scale, measuring a person's personality in five key traits. Openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. He introduces this concept or this measuring stick early in the book and refers back to it quite frequently. But the meat of the book is his different forays into different aspects, or different domains, as he calls them, of persons' lives. He looks at, in separate chapters, his studies of people's bedrooms. Now, these were all volunteers who say, Oh yes, come look at my bedroom, and tell me what you know about my personality and my behaviors based on the way my bedroom looks. Now, the thing to remember is when they did these studies, the person who was doing the snooping in the bedrooms was not the person who met the test subject initially. So the person who went to the bedroom did not meet or see the person in advance. So they did not know whether they were male or female, whether they were young or old, although they did tend to be younger because a lot of the test subjects were college students. And they basically knew nothing about them. They wanted a blank slate for these snoopers when they went in to check these bedrooms. And they did the same thing for office spaces, for offices and cubicles, for desktops. They did the same thing for Facebook pages. And they also tried to divine what they could find out about a person's personality simply based on their top ten favorite songs of all time. 
Now, the people who were the test subjects for the snooping of the bedrooms were not the same people that volunteered their office spaces or their top ten lists of favorite songs. Rather, these were all separate studies that were done by a number of different researchers. And Dr. Gosling relates the findings there. Basically, what he wants to do is to give you a complete picture, or as complete a picture as possible, and all the work that's been done into the area of discovering people's personality types based on their surroundings and based on the things that they have influence of. A person designs his or her own Facebook page, and therefore, whether they want to or not, leave clues to their personality type right there on the web. Now, the book is described sounds perhaps a bit dry. College psychology studies, research, testing, whatnot. But he keeps the tone pretty light, pretty conversational. He does not get into a whole lot of academic detail. The appeal to the lay reader beyond the academic research talk is that this is a very handy book to discover more about the personalities of both yourself as well as the people in your life. To highlight and illustrate the finer points of snooping, Dr. Gosling includes any number of anecdotes throughout the book to help you get a better understanding. It is not bogged down in academic rigmarole. Just in the area of office spaces, he talks about pictures facing the people coming into the office versus pictures on the desk that face just the person who's sitting at the desk. That will tell you something about the person's openness. He discusses offices and cubicles that are highly decorated versus those that are more spartan or spare. He provides handy field guides for a number of different domains, bedrooms, web pages, offices, and whatnot. With each of these field guides, he provides a two-part chart. One is the things that people assume mean something, and then, based on his research, the things that actually do mean something when judging a person's personality. In an office space, if you're trying to judge a person's openness, the openness of their personality, most people rely on things like it's decorated, it's cheerful, it's colorful, it's inviting, it's full, it's distinctive, stylish, has a variety of books on the shelves. Based on Dr. Gosling's studies, what you should be looking for to determine the openness of a person's personality you should be looking for distinctive, stylish, unconventional, and a variety of books on the shelf. To determine someone's extroversion, a lot of people look at something that is colorful, cluttered, inviting, stylish, modern, decorated. According to Dr. Gosling, what you should be looking is for an office that is decorated, cheerful, and inviting, and so on. And so you get an idea of what these field guides entail as he peppers these throughout the book. Dr. Gosling makes no claim that the art of snooping is something that is easily picked up or easily mastered. He himself does not claim himself to be infallible or a master of the art. He tells a number of stories within the book that illustrate that even his best educated guess was not correct. But luckily for the reader, he points out some of the pitfalls that a beginning snooper might come across. First of all, snooping is not easy. It is not cut and dry. There is no hard and fast rule for any of these studies. The number of rooms and domains that you may encounter is as varied as the number of people there are in the world. You should beware of first impressions. 
Sometimes people will walk into a room for the first time and they'll lock on to a specific object, something that's a centerpiece of the room or just something that happens to catch their eye, and that will color the opinion of that person from that point forward. The example that Dr. Gosling gives in the book is a person who was snooping by invitation as part of the study into a dorm room came in and found a woman's stiletto on the floor and from that point forward assumed that the person who was the occupant was a woman when in actuality it was a man. The stiletto belonged to his girlfriend. One way that he suggests that you get around this first impression bias is to spend time in the room. He discusses in the book how they invited an expert from the FBI to come in and speak with his research team at the university. This FBI guy was an expert in crime scene investigations. Now one of the things that he told the professor and his team was that when he first arrived at a crime scene, beyond the immediate logistical matters of securing the crime scene and whatnot, he would just sit in the room to take it all in. Now, the professor and his students did not know what this meant, or did not get the, the gist of his meaning, until they thought about it a little bit longer. When you sit in a room, the immediate objects that first catch your eye when you go into the room start to settle as it were, and the other parts of the room, the other objects in the room, the other decorations in the room, begin to come to the fore, so that you begin to take in a complete picture of the room, and are not just focused on that one object that you saw when you first walked in. Another tip for snoopers, clues gain meaning from other clues. He gives a number of examples, but one that we'll talk about here is, if there's a human skull on the end table in someone's living room, and on the bookshelf there's a number of medical journals, and on the table there's some notebooks from a class, all on medicine or anatomy, that skull means more in terms of defining the person as a possible medical student or doctor, or someone in the medical arts at least. If, on the other hand, that skull is on the end table, and the room is painted in shades of black and gray, and there's posters of H.P. Lovecraft on the walls, and the collection of music includes Midnight Syndicate or Knox Arcana, then you can be sure the person may have a different lifestyle than that of a medical student, someone who maybe is into the goth culture, or really likes Halloween. A final tip is that expertise plays a huge role when you're snooping. For example, if a guy walks into a room and sees a tube of lipstick on the table, he sees a tube of lipstick. If a woman walks into the room and sees a tube of lipstick on the table, she may know the brand or the type. It may convey to her the expensive or cheap nature of the lipstick. It may tell her more about the occupant than it would tell a guy just because of the woman's expertise in lipstick. So there you have an incomplete picture of the book Snoop by Sam Gosling. It is something that is worth the read. It is something that is not your average ordinary book that you'll find on the nonfiction shelf. It is a very narrow niche subject. But people that would be interested in personalities or room decorations or dealing with coworkers or friends or acquaintances or people who just want to learn a little bit more about their world to become more self-aware, more aware of their surroundings and those of their friends would be recommended to pick this book up and give it a read. The charts are not too big the academic lingo is kept to a minimum. Dr. Gosling writes in a very fine conversational style. We hope you'll give Snoop a try. Next month, we'll be dealing with the sounds of summer. 
looking at music and a legendary band. Until then, we'll see you at your Nordonia Hills Branch Library. Music by 20 Riverside, provided by Mevio's Music Alley, music.mevio.com. Thanks for listening.